0: Hi, I'm Christine. I am a confidence coach and motivational speaker, and this is episode 124. Today, I want to talk to you about one of the confusing areas when it comes to working on our self-esteem. It's the confusion around some of the verbiage that is used when talking about self-esteem. It's the seemingly contradictory phraseology and instructions that is given. And I think it would be really important for us to spend some time talking about this. I know this is something that I struggled with at the beginning of my self-esteem journey, and I see clients bump up against this as well. I think some of these contradictions make it really hard to take self-esteem work seriously, or even know when to push and when to hold back, when to love ourselves and when to be firm with ourselves. I'm talking about instructions like love yourself as you are, but you also need to know you need to improve. Being told to be patient with yourself, but also being told you have to stop giving yourself excuses to stay stuck. Having awareness about all the beautiful and amazing parts of yourselves and still being able to look at yourself and self-critique and understand there's room to grow. All of this, and the many other areas that are similar to this, can make the exercise of working on your self-esteem seem very fake, foo-foo, wishy-washy. It can even make it feel frustrating and confusing and impossible. So let's talk about this today. I want you to really understand why both things are said when they apply And how to use this attitude for approaching self-esteem in a way that really helps you achieve your goals effectively. So the first thing that I want you to understand is that we're going to take a yes and approach, meaning both are going to be true. The trickier part is knowing how, when, and why. So for example, self-esteem experts are telling you, I'm telling you, love yourself as you are. Yes, of course, love yourself as you are and know that you, as you are, can still be improved upon. What we're doing in a situation like this is removing the guilt, the shame, the self hatred, the lies. We're getting rid of all of that. We're loving you for you. You are not your weight, you're not your mistakes, you're not your childhood. You're not the lies that were told to you by adults that should have been loving and protecting you. You're not the abuse that you've suffered at the hands of a partner. You are a deeply loved and lovable creation of God with a lot of possibility, unique skill sets, and purpose. So we are loving you just the way you actually are. And to truly work on your self-esteem... You're also going to have your eyes wide open to how you are showing up, how you are having your boundaries, how you are communicating, who you are choosing as your friends, what you are doing with your time, and recognizing where there is space for improvement. I hope you can see that these two points do not contradict each other. They are not giving you two completely different sets of instructions. They are meant to be done together. When we say, be patient with yourself, yes, standing up for yourself, having boundaries, saying no, saying what you want, asking for help, all of this is new. It does take practice. It can seem difficult, strange, even mean to do this the first few times. So yes, be patient with yourself. Give yourself space and grace to start practicing this to get it wrong, to try again, to be afraid sometimes and and miss the opportunity. Be patient with yourself. And this is that yes and this is not a free pass to give yourself excuses to stay stuck. This is not giving you the go ahead to tell yourself, this is just how I am. This is all I know. This is how I was raised. Both are true. We're being patient in the practicing and learning and moving forward phase, and we're no longer giving ourselves excuses to stay stuck. So you might be able to say to yourself, all right, I see that I missed an opportunity to enforce my boundaries there. I see how I caused myself to experience pain, and I know that my upbringing taught me to let people trample all over me. I also know That that's not healthy and I'm working on not doing it anymore. And now that I just saw how I missed it and why I missed it, I'm going to make sure that the next time the opportunity comes up for me to enforce this boundary, I'm going to do it. Here's one that comes up a lot. Self-esteem truth. You deserve to be treated with respect. And be kind to other people. This one can seem so tricky. How do you do both? You might find this to be true for you, that having boundaries and telling people, no, no, I'm not going to help you. No, I'm not going to lend you money. No, you don't get to use my services for free, especially when it's friends, extended family, close family, feels wrong. It feels mean. And probably the people taking advantage of you in these situations, they double down on that, telling you you're being rude or mean or selfish. So how do you enforce your boundaries if it just means you're going to end up being mean? How do you enforce boundaries and be kind to others? Thankfully, just like everything else we're talking about in this episode today, we can do both. You can have boundaries and be kind to others. The key to this one, though, is understanding what kind to others actually means and who gets to define it for you. See, when we let the people that are abusing us define what being nice to them looks like, it's going to look like they get the right to keep abusing you. When you look at what being kind to somebody else looks like from a healthy perspective, it means being clear about what you will do and what you will not do and being consistent so they are not confused about where they stand with you. That's actually nice only abusive people are going to try to convince you otherwise. So whenever you hear terminology when working on your self-esteem, that seems to contradict some other part of working on your self-esteem. First, of course, check your source. Make sure you're getting that information from a reliable place that's giving you healthy advice. Assuming that it is, I want you to keep in mind both can be true. It's a matter of how and when you put it into practice. Maybe we are embracing our imperfections, and that means accepting that your hairline is receding, or you have stretch marks, or freckles, or a stutter, while also recognizing that communication, boundaries, respect, people-pleasing, health issues, are not the types of imperfections we're embracing. Those are the things we're working on. I hope you see what I'm getting at here. Even though the advice when it comes to working on your self-esteem, can sound like it is really contradictory. The reality is the advice is nuanced and subjective. It's like a recipe. Have you ever made cookies? My daughter and I make cookies all the time. A bunch of different types of cookies. We love to bake. And we might have five different recipes that all call for one stick of butter. But in some of those recipes, that butter might need to be really cold. In some of those recipes, it might need to be room temperature. Or even melted. How we add the butter depends on what cookie we're trying to end up with. Sometimes we're whipping the butter in with the sugar at the very beginning, sometimes we are cutting it in with a pastry cutter, sometimes we're just blending it with everything all at once. And it also depends on what other ingredients we're mixing into it, because the butter is not the end-all be-all of the cookie. If I'm trying to make some gooey chocolate chip cookies, I need to use softened butter, And I better add some chocolate chips or I'm not getting a chocolate chip cookie. If I want a good spritzer cookie or a firm cutout sugar cookie, I need to chill my batter. Why is this important? Because a lot of times in the self-help world, we like to put little sticky notes on things. We like to take little memes from social media and make it the background on our phone. One little phrase. Today, I'm going to love myself. I no longer judge me. I am beautiful. I love and accept myself. I no longer criticize myself. Everybody makes mistakes. And while all of these are beautiful, they only work so far as me saying, add butter to your cookies, makes a fantastic cookie. We need the other side of it. We need the yes and part of that statement. You need to follow the full direction. And unfortunately, a lot of times, I see this all the time on social media, when there's a quick little meme or image, as beautiful as they may be and inspiring as they may feel, It's missing the other piece, and it leaves so many people feeling like the information is contradictory. So this is where you get to put those pieces together. This is where you get to mix the right kind of butter with the right kind of sugar for the best kind of cookie. Only the cookie is the outcome (laughs) of your beautiful self-esteem. Occasionally, one concept can change your life. However, things really come together when you have the full picture. I want you to understand how all the pieces work to your benefit. You are a complex individual, you are living a complex life, and you are dealing with complex people. There isn't a one-size-fits-all way to approach all of this. I had a friend the other day express a frustration that she's been trying for months to love herself more and be more positive, and it isn't working. I explained to her what I'm telling you now. Those pieces only work if you also do the other parts. That's like whisking the eggs in a bowl, but never adding them to the cookie dough. It's not going to get you anywhere. All the ingredients have to come together. She also needed to address the parts of her that needed to change, not just love herself. And she also had to allow herself to have her less positive emotions just in a healthier way. So this is why I want you to really focus on... Putting all the pieces together, all the advice together, understanding how it fits together. Yes, we're being patient and we're no longer making excuses for ourselves. Yes, we're loving ourselves as we are and we're recognizing that there's room for improvement. Yes, you see that you deserve to be treated well and with respect, and you understand that letting people walk all over you isn't being kind to them or to yourself. Recognize that we can no longer critique ourselves in a harmful way, and we can healthily self-analyze. Recognize that you can embrace your imperfections and be aware of the areas that you need to improve. Working on your self-esteem is one of the most complex things you are ever going to do. I think it's akin to trying to lose weight with healthy eating. Unlike other addictions, you can't stop eating; you have to keep eating. You have to learn how to do it healthily and with moderation, and pick the things that actually make you feel good. And working on your self-esteem is the same way. You can't suddenly stop thinking about yourself or having an emotional reaction. You have to learn how to do it with moderation and healthily and picking the things that actually make you feel better. So give yourself a little pat on the back for even attempting to do this. Give yourself some credit for taking on such a complex and noble task And let it be okay to get it wrong sometimes, and hold yourself accountable to continuing to learn how to do it better. And just like cookies, you need all the ingredients prepared and measured correctly for the correct end result. So your goal this week is to notice which pieces of self-esteem advice you maybe have run too far with or made the end-all be-all of your journey which pieces of advice you've maybe been ignoring up to this point because it felt contradictory, where you need to practice some moderation or step it up a little bit. And I want to suggest right here and just encourage you to trust yourself. Trust yourself to know how much of each piece you need. Trust yourself to notice what actually does help your self-esteem improve. Because you do know, you maybe just need a little bit more practice Noticing. This is actually a great way to boost your self-confidence, because the more you realize that you can trust yourself and rely on yourself for the answers, the more self-confidence you will have. Notice what parts are working for you. Notice what areas are still a struggle for you. Take a moment to assess if there is maybe a piece of advice you went too far with, and see if you can discover what the complementary piece that finishes the yes and statement is. I also want you to understand that based on your past, the pieces may go together differently for you than for someone else. So don't try to copy anyone else's formula for this. Let it come together for you. You will know when you have it right when A, it's working, and B, it causes other pieces to naturally fall into place for you as well. This, of course, is also a conversation that we can have if you want some clarity around this. Let's have a conversation so that you are measuring everything out appropriately to get the end result you want. I hope this helped answer some questions about why some of the advice given from self-esteem experts seems so contradictory and confusing. And I hope you're going to take some time this week to practice putting some of these pieces together, letting more than one thing be true at a time, and seeing how it helps your self-esteem improve. Thank you for being here this week. I don't know about you, but I feel like I need to go make some cookies, so maybe we should do some uh, cookie recipe swaps in the Facebook group. Let me know what you think. Anyway, I love you all, and I will talk to you next time. Bye!